And Forster was hanged. I'm Richard. And I'm Gary. And these are our incredible stories. Welcome to all of our listeners across the United States and around the world. Uh, As always, Gary and I are absolutely delighted that you've chosen to spend some time with us this evening and enjoy another incredible story. And for our folks who are listening in England, we have a special story for you tonight because it comes directly from you. Tonight's tale of the supernatural comes directly from England. Now, Gary, if you recall, earlier in our podcast season, we had a multi-episode series about the witches of Salem, Massachusetts. This is true. And before we relate our English tale, let's take a few moments to uh, discuss witches in general. First of all, is there any such thing? Well, if we're talking about uh, an old woman who flies around on a broomstick cackling, I would say no. But if we're talking about uh, people who... um, are into like the Wiccan religion. Uh, I don't really think they consider themselves to be witches, but uh, there are people who have a little bit more of a, uh, a spiritual connection to the earth and maybe the changing of the seasons. Yes, and so uh, probably the concept of witches uh, was born in some heathen fables. And like you said, that doesn't mean we, we don't have some self-proclaimed uh, witches or folks who believe in that uh, witchcraft. Uh, but... Uh, Our legendary British witch, uh, whose story we'll tell tonight, she's uh, named Anne Forster. And uh, our story starts in the town of Eastcote near Foster's Booth in Northamptonshire back in the 1700s. And this is how it all began. A very well-off citizen killed a sheep for his family. Shortly after the meat had been preserved, an old woman appeared at the door. She appeared to be a bit senile, and she was muttering to herself. She asked the good gentleman to sell her a piece of the mutton, offering him a few coins in her hand, which she apparently felt was a a fair price. Well, Gary, what would you do in that situation? I mean, she's going to pay for it. I would just let her have some of the mutton. Well... Uh, that's not what the sheep owner did. He, uh, he refused to sell any of the meat, and he actually ordered her to be on her way. Well, I feel like he needed to have a hex put on him. <laughs> well, that may be exactly what happened, because in a very menacing voice, she told him that he should have sold her the mutton, and he would regret not doing so. So a few days later, when he was out in his pasture, he found 30 of his sheep had been killed in a very grotesque way. Their legs were broken in pieces and their bones appeared shattered beneath the skin. Now, he was obviously horrified. He sent for his neighbors to uh, view the spectacle and see what they thought of it and what they had to say. And one of them said, well, you know, it's uh, such a bizarre event that... uh, Maybe we should suspect witchcraft here. Witchcraft? Ooh, witchcraft. What, what should be done here? So uh, the, advi- uh, the, the owner, he was advised to choose one of the dead sheep and burn it. 
And uh, the thinking was that that would force the witch to appear. So guess what they did? What did they do? They built a fire and threw one of the carcasses into the flames. Ooh, barbecue. And you, Gary, are not going to believe what happened next. The old woman who tried to buy some mutton appeared down the lane and walked up to the group. Just as they suspected, you know, a witch would appear if you burn the sheep. Here comes the old woman walking down the lane. I'll be darned. Asking what they were doing. Now, one of them was not too kindly toward her, and he drew his uh, pocket knife and inflicted a cut on her hand, and it drew blood. Now, obviously, the woman became very irate. Her hand started to swell, and she threatened to have them all arrested. Now, at that point, uh, the wealthy uh, gentleman, hold on here, hold on. Let's not let this get out of hand here. And he offered her uh, some money to, to make everything go away. But incredibly, Gary, she refused the money. That's the devil's money, she shouted. Now I have the power over you needed to punish you. And with that, she left. Oh. A few days later, the man's house and barns were set on fire. Now, with the help of his neighbors, the fire in the house was extinguished. He didn't lose everything he owned, but the barn burned to the ground, and while the fire raged... The old woman was seen in the crowd of spectators, and she was watching. She told one of the spectators that the fire would never be under control. Oh, so ominous. Yes, yes. So the village had had enough of this woman at this point. Uh, She was arrested as a suspected witch, chained up in one of those uh, dirty uh, jail cells, grungy jail cells. Uh. And while awaiting trial, uh, one official charged uh, with observing her, uh, he reported that she had been approached by a large rat, and you know what that means. Oh, well, a rat would be a familiar. Yes, a familiar, a direct uh, messenger from the devil to the witch. Beelzebub. Yep, and so that large rat uh, did not uh, pretend anything in her favor. So at her trial, she was identified as Anne Forster. Uh, She claimed she was innocent. However, as the trial progressed, she admitted her guilt, and then she offered to expose other witches in the neighborhood. Sound familiar? Oh, it sounds like uh, what happens when most people get uh, accused of being a witch. They throw other people under the bus. Yeah, just like in Salem, Massachusetts in the 1690s. So interestingly, after she was condemned to death, she did something witches aren't uh, supposed to be able to do. She prayed to God to forgive her. And she also asked God... Uh, to uh, watch over her victim, and she asked her victim to forgive her as well. Uh, So that's something that witches uh, aren't supposed to be capable of doing, but she did it anyways. And then her last request was she asked to be burned at the stake, but uh, they hanged her instead. And so Anne Forster was hanged there in England, uh, accused of being a witch and practicing witchcraft. Now, you've come up with something kind of interesting in trying to Research, was this Anne Forster real, or is this a folktale from England? We couldn't find any evidence that an Anne Forster um, lived in England at the time, but... That we found, and I was just doing a very brief uh, research. Um, on yes, that, yeah. yes, but what did you find? Oh, we did find that there was an Anne Forster that was connected to the Salem Witch Trials who was hung. 
Yeah, I don't. I think she came before the Salem witch trials in the earlier 1600s. But uh, we found somebody. It was in this, Salem, Massachusetts. Yeah, with the same name, Ann Forster. So that's quite a coincidence in my mind. But anyways, um, the tale that I've just finished telling does come from Merry Old England. And I can't say for certain that she truly did exist. Yes, that's true. Now, uh, when we were talking about uh, earliest uh, accounts of witches, um, while you were telling the story, I actually looked up the earliest account of a witch. Do you want to guess when the first account was? Mm, I can't imagine. I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to give you a little surprise. It actually shows up in the Bible. Oh, really? Yep, I'm going to, I'm going to, this is news to you. Yes. Um, and I'm going to share it with the folks uh, who are listening. Um, but according to um, what I'm looking up here on from Google, this is from the History Channel, it says that uh, the first account of a witch shows up in the Bible in the book of uh, Samuel, the first book of Samuel, uh, thought to be written between uh, 931 B.C., and 721 B.C., B.C. being before Christ. Uh, and it tells uh, the story of King Solomon, who sought out um, the help from a witch to uh, summon the dead prophet uh, Samuel to uh, predict, uh, to prophesize his future. And when she does, the dead spirit of Samuel predicts the death of King Solomon's son, as well as his own death. Wow. Now, yes. So the uh, mythology of witches goes way back. Right. And it doesn't stop there. In fact, the, the witches have been mentioned several times in the Bible. In fact, one of them is in Exodus uh, 22, 18, where it says, Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. That's pretty mm. ominous. And also goes on to say that uh, you should not conjure, uh, use divination, or use a witch to conjure the dead back to life. Gary, uh, one thing uh, about our podcast, it seems to me like uh, we, we learn something new each time we tell a story. Oh, I think so. I, I personally love folklore and uh, I love folk tales, <clears throat> and I'm glad that I get to share it with people. And as far as tonight's story, it looks to me like witches have been around since the beginning of recorded history. So whether a woman uh, named Anne Forster practiced witchcraft in 17th century Massachusetts or 18th century England or, or even both, uh, there's a fascinating tale to be told here. Oh, I think so. Well, I hear that music, so you know what that means. I'm Richard. And I'm Gary. And this was an incredible story. 